Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're about to listen to Bananas for Bonanza, episode 28. This is Andy Daly. Here on this free feed, I'll be re-releasing all of the back episodes of Bananas for Bonanza one every other week. If you want to hear new episodes ad-free, please subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash andydaily. The entire Bananas for Bonanza archive is also waiting for you there, and you can access lots and lots of bonus content. So do that. Okay, thank you. Enjoy. Yeah! Bonanza, it's the finest show alive. So consult your TV guide, get your great outdoors inside. Take some ponderosa pride and forever make it right. I'm bananas for bananas. All right, ready? Here we go. I'm going to start with the yee-haw. Hey, yee-haw! Damn! I forgot to cock it. Okay. This is a spindrift. It's a raspberry lime. Spindrift. Do you know what what that word means? Is that a better than La Croix or a cut rate La Croix? No, it's a better than La Croix. It costs more per ounce. (laughs) Well, then it is better. (laughs) But a spindrift, what it means is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the mist from when a wave comes in the ocean. Is that what a spindrift? What a great is. name for a drink! Yeah. I think they won the game right there, them sons of bitches. They won up to Sierra Mist. They did by by having to be a mist that's not even called a mist. It sends you to the dictionary. Yeah. That's a smart man's drink. <laughs> yeah. Out. 
Yeah, I hear you. Anyway, uh, so you look, you folks, you learned something already, and we ain't even told you what you're hearing. This is Bananas for Bonanza. Hello, friend. Come on in. The gate is open wide. We are talking about uh, the television show Bonanza. As a matter of fact, uh, we do that every time, and we're doing it this time for sure. And I am Dalton Wilcox, cowboy poet, poet laureate of the West. Uh, that I, I have re-earned that distinction recently oh. uh, yes well it's a self uh, given distinction and I recently said to myself am I still the poet laureate of the west and uh, uh, the answer was yes you had to reapply to yourself yeah I okay. did I did and uh, I'm here with Mutt Taylor hello Mutt how you doing I'm Mutt Taylor I'm a firebrand outlaw country western musician and first time mommy and me class taker oh boy i yeah. do want to hear about that and we've got amy slaverson christian entrepreneur i have so many new ideas for pl business plans and proposals and profit and loss statements and and balance sheets yeah. it's crazy this episode gave you ideas for balance sheets and profit and loss statements well just that, that uh, you could get those done once you had income. Yeah. Have you not been doing anything like that, keeping track of your what's going out and what's coming in? Well, sometimes I I keep track of how many businesses I have. Yeah. Oh, that's it. So I have about 79 businesses now. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of business. But you don't keep track of any of the counting for well, any of those businesses. That's that's... I'm not a numbers person. <laughs> oh, okay. Business is not, is I'm not qualified. <laughs> to do what? To keep track of the numbers? Well, it's, it's, I just figure it's, it's all just, it's the blood of Christ goes in, the blood of Christ goes out. And, you know, it's all just energy flow. And is yeah. that a box you can check on an IRS form? Well, if you do, are working only in cash. Oh, I see. Oh, I, I, wink, wink. All your you. businesses are cash businesses. Is that yeah. cash? Oh. Cash or barter. Oh, cash or barter. barter. Well, that's smart. I yeah. will t I will take anything as barter. <laughs> oh, really? What do you mean? Anything. Well, you know. Sur surely some things, things have of no value. value. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, won't just, I won't just take anything except I will. No, but like somebody, let's say, for instance, somebody's got a broken shoelace. I mean, you're not going to take that for a tragedy charm. Well, does it have meaning? Oh, the shoelace? Yes. Uh, Did something happen? Um, I believe if the one I think you're talking about yeah. is the one, I, yeah, yeah, it was used in an act of, of sexual passion. <laughs> oh, no. Well, then, of course, I would take it and I would say you can have... At least three pieces of inventory, mostly because I gotta move it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. I have too many pillowcase covers with revelations close on them. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine your your home is like a storage space at this point. It's seventy nine different businesses. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? We're talking about. Season 1, episode 28, which is called San Francisco. Bold claim. Yep, and it is, a uh, man, I'll tell you, every once in a while they do one of these episodes, it is absolutely hilarious. You don't stop laughing from beginning <laughs> to end. This is one of them. So many funny parts in it. 
and surprises, and so many Chinese people are in this episode. Seven. (laughs) Seven. Seven cousins alone. Seven. Numbered cousins. This is something I did not know about the Chinese people, that they number their cousins. I've got cousin, number one cousin, number two cousin, number three cousin. Oh, I thought it was because of lack of creativity or interest or curiosity about Chinese culture. Oh, you mean like the... They didn't want to have to come up with seven different names? Those aren't mutually exclusive. That's right. I'm sure this is uh, authentically accurate to Chinese cultures and to number your cousins. Uh, I'm sure it is. I didn't look it up, but I'm sure it is, Uh, as opposed to calling them by their names. And uh, what else? This is, I mean, I don't know that there was gunfire, but boy, oh boy, was there a brawl. Oh, or two. Yeah, this that brawl reminded me like of a Batman television show. It was. It was fantastic. It was a climactic yeah. brawl at the end. And it's got a lady in it, and she doesn't die. So uh, it's been a while since it killed off a lady on this show. Interesting. Well, uh, it's a damn fine episode, and um, I think maybe I'll start off with the... Uh, the, the air date, my new the new feature of this show, where I remember. So this episode aired on April second, nineteen sixty. April second, nineteen sixty was when this episode originally aired. Brett, are you ready to play? What was the number one song <laughs> on April second, nineteen sixty? Get ready. The number one song was the theme from a summer place by Percy Faith. Whoa, there it holding goes. strong, holding on hard. Yeah, wow. same as last time. <laughs> Did people? Not have choices? It seems that way. Because when you hear this song, one thing I thought is what was going on in the world that people needed to listen to a song like this again and again and again? They must have been terrified. (laughs) Must have been fear of nuclear war, I suppose. Well, that would have been at its height. Yeah, right? So uh, this this song obviously just calmed people down. I don't know what else you'd listen to it for, right? It's an ear... Laudanum. An ear laudanum. Yeah, that it does have that effect. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Guess what the number one movie in the country was on April 2nd, 1960. Um, I'm going to say, oh boy. Oh. Uh, Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. What do you say, Amy Slayerson? Valley of the Dolls. Valley of the Dolls. It was Ben-Hur. Same as last week. What? (laughs) Things didn't really, things didn't change so fast back then. It was basically just week to week. How long are we in for these two number one hits? Matter of fact, quite a while. (laughs) Theme from a Summer Place was the number one song of the year, uh, but it hung on quite a while. Hey, guess what the number one television show was? 1960. 1960. Uh, I want to say Bonanza, but I don't feel like it's climbed up there yet. So I'll say uh, Gunsmoke. What do you say, Amy Leverson? I'm going to say Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. That's a good guess, but Mutt Mutt Taylor got it right. It was Gunsmoke. I never heard of that show before. I I don't, yeah. I I saw it on this list. I said, what is that? I never heard of it. Uh, This night, April 2nd, 1960, at the Grand Ole Opry, Patsy Cline performed. Yep. Now, can you imagine, try to just put yourself in that place. You live down there. It's Nashville, right? The Grand Ole Opry. You live down there. Patsy Cline's coming that night, and you have to choose. Do I watch a brand new episode of Bonanza on tonight, or do I go and see Patsy Cline? Never mind Ben Hur listen to a theme from Summer Place. Yeah, I know. How you? I, I mean, the entertainment options were too extraordinary. Well, you didn't have choices. The woman stayed home. 
That's oh, that's true. right. Well, of course. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the men who had to make the choice of what to do. Well, you'd show up and find there was no show because Patsy Klein was made to stay home. Oh, right. Of course. Oh. Who was letting Patsy Klein out doing shows on a Saturday night? I don't like it. You had, uh, in the news, you had old uh, Lyndon Johnson and uh, John Kennedy was trying to figure out which one of them was going to be the uh, Democratic nominee. Wow. You had old Richard Nixon trying to figure out who his running mate was going to be at this time. You could get a postage stamp for four cents. You believe that? <sighs> Nowadays, they're free because nobody needs them. <laughs> oh. You could get a pound of beef jerky. For $2.61. I'm always writing cards. Are you? I write. Well, I have a s- selection of cards that, that are, it's it's Christian cards for every holiday. So we have Christian-based cards for Hanukkah. Oh. And then also for, for um, Earth Day. I'm trying to imagine if I was a person that celebrated Hanukkah and yeah. I received a Christian-themed card for it, what what my reaction would be. Well, you would say, well, at least they know what I do. <laughs> okay. And then you'd say, huh. And then you'd learn a little bit about each other. All right. That's a good way to look at it. There's no agenda in that? You're not trying to change them? Oh, no, no, no. I just, I put a big, it like one of our first graphic, it's, it's a Easter bunnies on both sides of the cross, Oh, Jesus is on the cross, and then there's Easter bunnies on either crosses, the two other crosses. Oh, okay. Oh, they're being crucified, and then, too. And then, um, and then you open it up, and it says, you know, if it's a birthday card, it's a friend with a birthday. It says, guess what else? It came alive. <laughs> So that's not an Easter card, even though it has the Easter bunnies well, on it. if your birthday's on Easter, I, I have an Easter birthday card. <laughs> that's a good idea. I have I made hundreds of those. Oh, you have? Well, that's a tough, that's going to be, well, I mean. But now, yeah. Easter's one of them holidays that doesn't fall on the same day every year. So That's true. Some yeah. years, I reckon you'd have a lot of people whose birthdays is Easter. Some days it falls on Hitler's birthday, April 20th. And the only way I sell that card is, I actually, it's a special deal. You have to prove to me that it's your birthday that day. And you send me a copy of your birth certificate, but an actual legitimate copy. You want a certified (laughs) copy of your birth certificate. Does it need to have the raised seal on it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And then I, and it's about a nine week turnaround. Uh And and you have to, because you're the person getting the gift, you kind of know it's coming. You know that card is going to be coming. So it's kind of this whole, anyways, it's fun because it's it's a it's a journey yeah. that you wow. take with the person who's getting the card. I think about that and how you can go get a free Denny's pancake on your birthday. One pancake? Or oh, something like that. All right. Yeah, I forget what it is. Free meal, free moons over my hammy. What uh, I would hope so. But their their barrier of entry is slightly easier than that. What's that? How do you prove to the folks at Jenny's that your, it's your birthday? They just Driver's look at license. your face. Yeah, they just look at your rings, <laughs> your tree rings. They go, no one would lie to get their hands on one of our pancakes. <laughs> but I man, suppose. nine months to get a birthday card if you were born on that year's Easter. But wow. the, that's the, the anticipation is is where the va- added value is. Now, you could steal somebody's, or maybe that's not the right word, but get your hands on somebody else's 
birth certificate. So I'm saying you need to break into somebody's safe or safe deposit box or whatever and send it to you. So I'm saying to, per- to preserve the surprise of the recipient of the card. I would figure it out. Oh, you would. You huh? would. <laughs> no, I see. You're not going to get scammed. I'm not going to get scammed. Guess it's... how much it... Go ahead. What you going to say? No, no. No, I was just going to point out that a 12-pack of baked beans was $2.29 in 1960. You get 12 cans of baked beans for two twenty nine. That alone would stock your bomb shelter for, what, a good couple weeks? I guess so. You could get a, a set of six wooden stakes for 58 cents in 1960. Uh, now, what would you use a wooden stake for? A Dolan? wooden stake? Keep it down your pant leg for if you run into a vampire. Now we're talking. Or put, put it under your dress on a on a little lacy oh. leg leg thing. A garter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a lady with a little gun on her, on her in this episode. Wait, she, boy, I tell you one problem with this episode is most of the characters had two names. It was a bit of a pickle. My Cut, husband you. and I, we are doing that as well. Oh, you are? Well, we started, as a result of this episode, International Barbary Vacations. Oh. Where we take up, you know, it's like a it's an escape room, but it involves immigration and rights and human trafficking. Oh, so we take you from Duluth uh-huh. and in a canoe, and we take you over <laughs> Lake Superior, and it's it's only about five miles via boat. And then we take you over to Superior, and we sell you. I mean, it's but it's fun, and. Um, <laughs> And it's it, we call it being too harbored, and uh, and I go as no uterus Uma, and because I don't I don't have a uterus, and and That's then the my name they would have given you on the Barbary Coast in San Francisco in eighteen sixty one. Well, because it's true, uh-huh. it's just what it is. What it is. And yeah. then my husband goes by Christ centered Carl. <laughs> Christ-centered car, and we take away all your Minnesota clothes, you know, mm-hmm. your car hearts, and then we dress you in Harley Davidson leathers to go to Superior, Wisconsin. Oh, the town yeah. of Superior, Wisconsin, which yeah. is on Lake Superior, which is so close, but you can't escape. You can, but anyways, <laughs> it's real. It's really fun. And if you don't want to go by boat, we also take you. You can go on our Ford Flex over Bong Bridge. Okay. Bong Bridge. Bong Bridge. B-O-N-G. B-O-N-G. You guys have never heard of it? No. It goes goes from Duluth to Superior and Superior to Duluth. Oh, that's amazing I haven't heard of that. You know, I used to know a two-uterus Tallulah. I wonder if you hooked up with her, you guys could work something out. Well, that, I'd have something to talk to her about (laughs) for sure. Two uteruses, wow. Yeah. Or is it uteri? Probably is. Uh huh. Point is, save some for the rest of us. Here, here. We do also an international trip where we kidnap an entire town. Um, we, you know, and like we'll take out the Grand Marais and we'll put them to work on a taconite iron boat all the way to the, all the way to Estonia and um, and the part that's the exciting part we have to figure something out is how to get back because we take away all your documents <laughs> and you just have to figure out how to get back. There's so many words you just said I don't know. Did you say a Grand Marais? Grand Marais? You What's... guys never been to the Grand Marais? No. What is a Grand Marais? Oh, it's a town. It's a beautiful oh, town. Is it? And if you take the whole town, that could staff 
a taconite ore. And, uh, iron that was ore. the other thing I didn't know Tac- what it was. It's uh, iron ore. It's a form of fuel. So you're oh. saying they work on a boat and gets them to Estonia and then they're handed over to traffickers and they've got to escape that themselves with no documents. No documents. But that's, that's the exciting part. That's when you really got to have somebody who hasn't had too much to drink to figure it out. Oh, now, the, the, where is Grand Marais? It's up the north coast of uh, Lake Superior, so okay. it's up near Canada. Oh, I got it. And and the boat runs on iron ore. Well, no, no, oh. that's that's what you're shipping. You're oh, you're shipping, shipping iron something ore. of value because, really, I mean, not to say speak badly of the people of Grand Marais, mm. but I don't know. If they would go for much more than 25 bucks a head. Okay. What's the population of a town like that? We're about, I think, around 25,000. That's a lot of people to fit on one boat. Is that the plan? Well, but, yeah. I mean, it. if you, we, we haven't worked it out yet. We haven't had a real dry run or a wet run. <laughs> we haven't had a wet run. So these are just ideas. I'm sure, yo, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, well, that's all I had to say about 1960. You can stop playing that song, Britt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well it, a lot of what you're talking about here is uh, people getting bought and sold into uh, uh, working on a ship is all that comes right out of this episode. And, and uh, I'll do. I want to do some fun facts real quick before we get to, to get talking about the episode. We had the character Kathleen, aka Quick Buck Kate, was. Uh, as you could tell from her accent, she's from New Jersey. Kathleen Crowley is the name of the actress. She was in a movie called The Female Jungle, which is not what you think it's going to be about. Uh, it isn't? No. Too bad. Yeah. I thought, like, you know. I thought it was the accent of a whore. Oh, you thought she had a whore's accent? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe she's supposed to be Irish and... 80 years old. Didn't she sound like she was doing an old lady voice? Now, I didn't look it up on purpose because I Uh look forward to fun facts. Oh, oh, yeah. I can't believe. Mm -hmm. This is just something occurred to me. Is she the woman that did the voice for Witch Hazel in the Warner Brothers cartoons or Witchy Poo or whatnot? Believe it or not, that was June Foray. That was June Foray. It was. Okay, boy, she sounded, uh, there was just a dead ringer in that voice. Yep, it wasn't Kathleen Crowley. Kathleen Crowley, she actually was in a lot of things and then she quit acting when she got married at the age of 40. A lot of these actresses quit acting when they got married, but most of them get married earlier than 40. So she's got more credits. Good for her. Then we have, boy, this episode was jam-packed with stars. David White as Alexander Pendleton, a.k.a. Shanghai Pete. It was uh, Larry Tate on Bewitched. Yeah, he was the, right. He was oh, the boss on yes. Bewitched. Sure. Yes, I, I, I remembered that. Yeah, he specialized, uh, something I read put it well, he specialized in cads and pompous politicians. That was mostly his That's about right. And he, uh, but the weird, the only weird thing I saw on his whole resume, it, you know how on IMDb it'll say, here's all your films. And here's all your TV shows. And here's all the times that you appeared as yourself. Uh-huh. And that's going to be your talk shows, your game shows. In that category was a movie called The Decline of Western Civilization Part Two: The Middle Years. Yeah. Why did David White appear as himself? Was he... Was he an interview subject? Was he in? He w- couldn't have been in a heavy metal band, I don't think. And you don't have the answer because now I, I am dying to I know. know. He's the father of a heavy metaler. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay, that may be. 
I, I almost watched that whole movie to find out the answer, but then I got too tired. You, but you watched some of it, or you? No, almost, I didn't watch any oh, of it. You got too tired to even start it. To even start it, well, I figured I'd probably have to watch the whole thing if I was going to watch any of it. Yeah. Carl and I have a heavy metal band. Oh yeah. Well, is it a noise? Do you do noise? No, Christian no, noise rock. This is also it's a heavy metal. Oh, in addition to the Christian it's, noise rock, it's X Christex. Christ Christ And we have it's our t shirts have um the uh head of a a goat skull uh-huh. on it and oh. um and we just do the Bible. What, say what 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 was the lyric? Just do the Bible from cover to cover. <laughs> and then my husband We'll play something in the background. He's learning piano. So he plays, you know, just something that he's working on, like, Frere is Jacques, Frere is Jacques. And then I read from the Bible. You do Bible cover to cover for one song, or is it? Well, it can be however long a show you need. But, you know, we start wherever we're studying. Oh, So I right see. now we're in Timothy. Okay. Oh, that sounds so disturbing to me. I mean, in a good way, in a good way. And that, you know, that thing that heavy metal is often trying to evoke of, where, you know, scare you down to your boots. That would do it. Somebody plunking out Frere Jacques on a piano and <laughs> and then somebody growling the Bible at you. Here comes a helicopter. Yeah. Well, that's evil. That's that's a, that's that's our new player on our noise band. <laughs> I thought he was making <laughs> no, a noise. No, but no, we do. It's heavy metal. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten <laughs> song. How long can you do that for before you get sore throat? Oh man! Rejoice, old young man, in thy youth. <laughs> wow! You guys are terrifying me. <laughs> God, God. Sometimes I I can't remember the next part of the Bible that comes next, and so I just start saying words that I think are holy. Oh, like what? Holy. Yeah, well, that one is. Swiss cheese. (laughs) I don't think she means that kind of holy there, but... Well, that's uh, that sounds great. That heavy metal band, anyway. You, so we'll get to the bottom of maybe I'll watch the decline of Western civilization later on. Find out why David White was in it. And then we got Richard Deacon who played Captain Shark. He's a captain by the name of Shark. Captain ship's captain named Shark seems like a bad idea. I agree. It's bound to be some confusion. Yeah, when I heard our our priest, his name was priest. Priest touched my butt. And <laughs> And father, father, touch my butt. Father, touch my butt. Yeah, and I said, I don't know about this guy, but he stayed with us for ten years until we caught him, and he was touching someone's oh, butt. Oh, you must be kidding me! Now, yeah. is that a case of him living up to his name, or did he get his name because that's the shit he was well, into? We don't know. Oh. That's the thing. He came with that name, and he left with that name. <laughs> There's a case where you'd want to see his birth certificate because that would answer all. That's right. That's why I asked for a birth certificate when you want an Easter birthday card. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Is he still out there, Father Touch My Butt? Do people need to worry well, about him? Well, he probably could have changed his name, you oh, know, to He's anything, on to touching but, other parts. By yeah. Now. Like no. Brother Touch His Butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have changed denomination, become rab, rabbi, touch my butt, or touch, touch my... Took but, us. But... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Rap, I touch my tuckus. Might be that. I mean, if you're going to change denominations, change them. Well, <laughs> anyway, that's almost as bad as Captain Shark. Uh, not quite. He's played by a fellow by the name of Richard Deacon, who's in a million, million things. He specialized in humorless authority figures. Yeah. Oh. He played Lumpy's dad on Leave It to Beaver and producer That's Mel. That's where I know. Yeah, him you from. know him from that. Yeah. Also, the producer Mel Cooley on the Dick Van Dyke Show. Now, in addition to all that, he this guy had a busy, busy career. He was also a gourmet chef, and in the eighties, he hosted a Canadian TV program on microwave cookery. How, how's that a show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, I read a thing like that, and I'm not a lunatic, so of course I go over to YouTube and see if I can find a clip of Richard Deacon hosting a microwave cookery show. That's and- a good idea. Is it just <laughs> what's cooking in the microwave? Like, because I would watch a potato turning. Yeah. <laughs> For hours. Well, it's almost that. I have. I found, I unfortunately, I couldn't find uh, uh, Richard Deacon do it, but I found what has to be the show by perhaps the next host. This was 1981. So this was like the Tonight Show, an institution that had to remain regardless of whether the host was with it. That's right. Is it okay. bacon on a paper towel? Well, I'll show you what <laughs> I'll show you what it is. Did it's not quite a do tinfoil. Tinfoil? No, hell no. Uh, it starts off. I'm going to play it all for you, even though it's it's uh, this is not modern speed of entertainment. It starts off the opening credits is just shots of different parts of a microwave oven over beautiful music. So here comes that. There's the oh. dial. Oh There's my god! The button that says rare and medium, medium rare. rare. 1981. 3,800. And this views. music doesn't cost any money because it's from the 18th century. Yeah, yeah. that's a, a some piece of meat. Now we see the time. What it was 11:33 when they did this. Time. It's warm, low, defrost, braise, simmer, bake. We're seeing all the buttons. And this is just the opening. Just the opening. Now, I don't know what that dish is. I can't imagine what it would be. Is that potatoes au gratin? Oh, maybe. They don't have it when you explode something? With Marilyn Martinez. Whoa. We have a pizza crisper uh, heating here, and I'm going to get our pizza from the freezer. We're going to make a frozen pizza. (laughs) It's a cooking show. She's going to show you how to make a frozen pizza. Now that, that goes along with another one of my favorite Canadian shows, which is just a fella putting a tape in a VCR. <laughs> well, this is the first three minutes is just how to get that cardboard box open. <laughs> it's uh, it's remarkable. And your spouse standing behind you going, you, you, you can't, you don't take it off the cardboard. Bert's wife uses an oven. Birch wife? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. What's that? His pal Bert. His oh, Bert's wife. I thought all his other friends. The wife. I was imagining it. a wife made out of birch wood. <laughs> oh, that's Bert's thought, wife. That's what I thought you that's said. That's what sailors use. Oh, they sure do. I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've I've nuzzled up to a birch wife. I will say she, and I've never seen this outside of this clip from this television show. She adds some fresh ingredients to the frozen pizza i've never seen anyone do that before she slices up a mushroom and puts that on top of frozen pizza i guess otherwise why do the show i guess you know what sometimes my husband and i we just we put a chunk of cheese in a coffee mug and we just melt it and then we just drink it together 
Oh. I mean, it's kind of like Lady and the Tramp, but with one gob of cheese. <laughs> do, you, do you have two different straws in your cup? No, or, oh, we you just, just use trade. our tongues. Oh. <laughs> You're just lapping up a, a big gob of cheese out of a coffee That's mug? That's right, and some, sometimes whoever slurps the fastest gets the big gob at the end uh, that's oh. already getting cold. Oh. Right, right. What kind of cheese works well for that? American. American, oh. yeah. So you... It's like a wad of different slices, I guess. As far as I know, you can only get American cheese sliced. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. So you have to roll up a bunch of slices and put them in there? Velveeta? Well, now I... Oh. I don't know. Don't oh, no, sorry. I we, don't know. I don't know. Now when you I'm ask, sorry. I'm sorry. When you ask for more specifics, I can feel it put on the spot. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We'll just take it face value from now on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Another fella in here played playing the character of Hamp. This one was maybe the most interesting find. He's an actor by the name of O.Z. Whitehead. And the O in O.Z. stands for, I'll spell it, O.O., now, already, that's the strangest first name I ever heard of. Starts yeah. with two O's. T-H-O-U-T. Uthout was this man's first name. Uthout. Uthout. The Z stood for Zabriskie. Uthout Zabriskie Whitehead. Son of a wealthy New York banking family, he went to Harvard where he met Catherine Hepburn's brother, Dick. And uh, and then it says, this is what uh, Wikipedia says, although Zebby Whitehead, as they called him, Never married. He was in a long-term and very private relationship with actress Catherine Hepburn. <gasps> After they agreed to part, Zebby was never known to be in another relationship. <sighs> and he is a, I mean, a bit player in this episode of Bonanza. Wow. Can you imagine wow. that? I, well, that also brings, my husband and I were, were training to become Christian sex therapists. Oh, really? Yes. And, um... Right now, we've got our first tool we're learning about, which is a hole in the sheet. Oh. And what you do is you place the sheet with the hole in it over your spouse, and, and then— Doesn't that, matter which spouse. Doesn't matter which spouse, and then that's how that's how you get to know each other. Does the hole move around? You put, well, look at different depends. parts? You just You don't think about too much about your spouse because the spouse is— between you and a sheet so you don't think about them as much and that kind of it, it's very healing oh does it help if you like fucking ghosts well what that there, there's that that that's yes i, I don't want to i don't put you on the spot I, that's just another way for me to say i like fucking ghosts oh man that's dangerous much you need to know it's dangerous it's to fuck a, a ghost. weird kink of mine don't shame me for I it. i don't want to shame I'm you sorry. for it i'm just saying breaking up with a ghost if it comes time for that There's basically no, impossible it's impossible that can, that impossible. can be healed through christian th therapy that if you have inappropriate longings um for for beings that just want to be left in peace mm. um we can treat that with well right now we just have the sheet with a hole in it yeah well ghosts always have some unfinished business too but now unless their unfinished business is getting laid it's it, yeah unfinished business it's unfinished <laughs> so you gotta that's well, a handful that's a it's handful. hard to satisfy part, a ghost you cannot materialize sure part of christian therapy is we get we get you a, a loaf of bread and you have to eat it and that kind of takes you out of the game so you don't feel you don't feel, it lowers your libido oh a loaf of bread 
Oh, an entire loaf of bread. An entire loaf of bread, and you got to eat it. Can all you in drink one something? Sitting. No. Okay, oh. that's going to take you a long time. Yeah. Anybody'd lose their boner yeah. eating an entire loaf of bread. <laughs> now, what if I like fucking a loaf of bread? Oh shit, that's a problem. You know what that's called? That's called paraphilic. Really? It's paraphilic. Um, so things that are not right, things that are done on the Barbary Coast. <laughs> That we we you don't want to do anymore. We we treat that by either amping you up with with um with energy drinks or taking you down with loaves of bread. Now I don't, I don't want to ask too many follow up questions, but who is training you to be a Christian therapist? You said you guys were training the internet. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm glad I asked. There, no, there's a certification program online, mm. and it's got a website, so it's 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 legal. Uh, yeah, of course. Oh, no one was questioning the legality. Hey, the other thing about Ozzy Whitehead, he he quit acting and became extremely involved in the Baha'i faith. You know anything about Baha'i? Oh, oh, what is that? I don't know. It's not beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Is it vegetarian? <laughs> that might be part of it. It's a fairly new religion uh, adjacent to Islam, perhaps, or that part of the world anyway. Oh. Anyway, it was he just got deep into it. All right. Now, I want to tell you about Hop Sing's number three cousin. Yeah. You probably think, this little fella, he didn't have any lines. I think he might have said okay once. Every time he comes on the screen, there's a gong. <laughs> they play a gong every time... <laughs> Number three cousin comes on. Well, who was that? Well, I looked him up. Fella by the name of James Hong. Yeah, sure. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. This man is still kicking at the age of 93. He just did a voice on Kung Fu Panda Paws of Destiny. He plays Mr. Ping just like a few months ago. Yeah, he's in Gremlins, right? He's in Gremlins. He's in Turning Red, the brand new Pixar sure, movie. Sure, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a surefire hit because it involves sex. Oh, does it? But I it's a children's movie, so. isn't it? A children's well, movie. Well, I think it's about though. It's about your um, become getting when you're eleven to thirteen. Oh, I see. Oh, I those see. are the years when people turn into a red panda. Yeah, they turn into a red panda. I see. James Hong was in Big Trouble in Little China and Blade Runner and Airplane and The In Laws in Chinatown and Tango and Cash, and he played Snotty in Revenge of the Nerds Two: Nerds in Paradise. Sure. The guy's been in every damn thing. Chinatown to Revenge of the Nerds 2. Yep. Just like that. He was in a movie called The Human Vapor. And uh, I looked that one up. It's about, a, of course, a science experiment goes wrong. A man is turned into vapor. And he uh, he begins robbing banks. Now, I haven't seen it. I got to see it because I understand how you get into the bank vault as a vapor. I think. I think so. All right. And then. I suppose you can rematerialize. He must be able to rematerialize into a man, grab hold of all that money. But now what? You know what I'm saying? And can you dematerialize the money? That's what. That's the question. Is he? Can he vaporize the things he's trying to steal? Or maybe he just knocks on the. Well, that wouldn't work either. I was going to say he knocks on the vault door, says, "Let me out." I, you had accidentally locked me in the vault. But then they're going to say, "And do you have pockets full of money?" I'm just saying, if you had the power to become a vapor and then to become solid again how how would you use that i think what you got to go in go into the bank and then alter the records of your own bank account to add more money to it 
Oh. And then leave. And then come back the next day. Do, 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 do. Hello, I'd like to withdraw $600,000. I'd go to okay. a party. You would. And not socialize? You'd just... No, I'd just be at a party. You would enter the party as a vapor and then become a person. No. Oh, you would... Stay a vapor. <laughs> you'd remain. So you'd be sort of lurking yes. in a corner of the ceiling. And hear all the conversations all right. and get inside the refrigerator and see what they've got. Oh, sure. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And go inside their their filing cabinets and see, oh, are they getting enough insurance for floods? <laughs> do you ever do that at a party? Do you ever go through someone's file cabinet when you've been invited to a party? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, sure. Look, Who among just, us? I just, I want to make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. And and it's also, it's a service I provide. Oh, really? That if you, if you need some uh, looky-loo, it's called looky-loo and... Mm. Things that you don't want to look at in your life, but you need someone to check and do see if you're okay. If you go, oh, you know, hey, have I been? I don't want to really look at it because I am uncomfortable with being conscious of my own situation. Right. But if you need someone to come on in and go, I think you have a gambling problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll do it. and Or I'll come in and say, poof. You guys aren't even putting anything away for a, a prudent reserve or or a or a, a some sort of retirement plan. What do you think? You're gonna die tomorrow? Jeez. So you're just snooping on people's situations. Looky loo. <laughs> and then I go, guess who's hiding candy bars? Guess who's hiding candy bars? Boy, you get into all the nooks yeah, and crannies. Oh, I, I say, oh, you, oh, she says, oh, there's nothing sweet in the house. Well, guess what? There's three baby Snickers <laughs> in the in the cabinets behind the dog food. <laughs> I'd, mm. I'd buy a vaporizer, turn it on, and then fuck the vapor. Wait a minute, what? Oh my! What? Gosh. Oh, I. Oh, a vaporizer turns water into vapor. Yeah, and so I see you're just creating oh. sex partners all day. That's long. right. All oh. right. All right. I'd like to see two vapors get it on. Come to think of it, sheets with a hole and loaves of bread. That's the order of the things that I like. And ghosts. Yeah. Oh no, you are perfect for our paraphilic sex therapy treatment center. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Paraphilia turns me on. Oh no. I love sex therapists. <laughs> Boy, that's a problem. If Boy, somebody was turned on be, specifically by... We have by, not handled that before. Carl and I are going to have to discuss that through the hole in the sheet. I'm looking forward to it. Let me tell you, whenever you are ready, you two phone me up. Let's do it. Well, the hole in the sheet is also good for having a conversation through if you don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to look at somebody's face, maybe. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with it. That's the great thing. It's just, it's whatever you need. It's therapy for you, by you. What do you want to deal with? Okay. Well, and the final person I want to tell you about in this episode, the last big star was Tor Johnson yeah. as Busthead Brannigan. I thought so. Man, oh man. Yeah. That fella, he he was 6'3". In height, uh, which is pretty tall, and 440 pounds, which is very heavy, and not really explained by 6'3 as a height. He was in Ed Wood movies, such as Bride of the Monster and Plan 9 from Outer Space. He was a Swede and a professional wrestler, and he went by Super Swedish Angel to distinguish him from another guy who went by Swedish Angel. So there was a Swedish Angel, 
And then he was super Swedish Angel. And he used to be able to buy a mask of Tor Johnson, a it, rubber mask right. that's featured in, we was, recently was talking about them Halloween movies. Oh. In Halloween 3, they go to a toy and mask maker and there's a bunch of Tor Johnsons in the background. I guess it was the most popular Halloween mask for a while. Had he to wanted be. to look like Tor Johnson. Huh. He had a beautiful head of blonde hair and he shaved it to look more scary. No kidding. Yes, oh. the truth. I read that. Oh boy. That's, it, there's someone else that does that too. Uh. Oh, shit. You guys keep talking. And okay. I'll, even if I remember, I won't say it because I don't think this is interesting. Is it the guy from Midnight Oil? I'm only going to make one guess. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Nope. No. All right. All right. We're going to talk about this episode. And I don't know that we've left ourselves the amount of time we usually have, but that's fine because we can... We can cut right through the it, The guy from Game of Thrones that plays the... Uh, oh, Varys? Yeah, Varys. He's got a beautiful He's head of hair? big, full head of hair. You're kidding me. No, no, he does. Good for him. Yeah. All right. All right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well... Where it, this one takes place in San Francisco in 1861. Mm. I didn't realize it was 1861 because it was 1859 in the pilot. So over the course of season one, two years have gone by. Wow. Okay, that's fine. Whatever you say. They're in San Francisco. They've gone up there. Uh, not Adam. He took the week off. He's back at the Ponderosa holding down the fort. But uh, Ben and Little Joe and Hoss and two of their ranch hands, Johnny and Hamp, have gone up. They drove a whole bunch of cattle up to San Francisco. They sold it. They got a whole lot of money. And, man, you've never seen Ben so happy. Never. You literally never have. Nope. Almost as if this was written with a different show in mind and the character is not Ben Cartwright. Exactly. And it was all about cash on the barrel head. So that 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 is okay to be ha happy when you're, you're flesh and, and it's about sharing. Yeah, he's uh, he overpays the ranch hands, overpays. and he's, he's gonna not, take him out at fancy dinner, and he's pay, not paying attention, and everyone's and and everyone's excited, and and but it's all money based. Yep, yeah. Johnny and Hamp go out and get real drunk real fast, and then one of them wants to buy some silk, and then a fellow by the name of Cutthroat, no, what does he call yeah, Cutrate cut Joe? Cutrate Joe. Joe. Yeah. He's a obvious swindler any sober man would know from the moment he stepped toward him that this guy's up to no good but these two drunk ranch hands don't know from nothing they follow cut rate joe they get clonked on the head by a couple of thugs that's what happens this is i mean how many times has ben warned uh his sons about going to san francisco At on the barbary coast nine times before the first step 
guy's hip. Yep. He yes, says, I this think. is not the Ponderosa. <laughs> That's right. Shanghai. They're going, the, these guys are getting Shanghai. And it's too bad because we've seen every episode up to this point the Cartwrights are facing major drama and trauma. Yeah. And I thought this is going to be an episode where they just get to enjoy themselves. Uh, me too. I, I've never seen Paul this happy. It that, made me happy. That's what people think they want when they have a vacation. But sometimes you want to be abducted. Oh, yeah. This goes in line. And go through a trap door into a pool of water. <laughs> sometimes you do want that. But, uh, yeah, I'd never seen these guys eat lobster and oysters. I thought that's going to be a great scene right there well it never comes now uh, oh say okay would you get credits and we see that map burn for the 28th time interestingly and then it's a we're in a hotel room and ben i mean he is practically dancing on air ready to go out and have fun joe is shirtless that's we don't see that too often little joe not a thread of hair on that body he has a hairless body in stark contrast to hoss as we see later this is an episode where Two of the main cast are shirtless. Yep. Unusual. Yeah. They, uh, what do we learn? We learned Hop Singh has a hundred relatives in town and, and so on and so forth. And that's when, oh boy, it happens in this scene, right? Hop Singh comes in and he says, Hey, I don't know where Johnny and Hamp are. Everybody's concerned Johnny and Hamp are late. And Hop Singh shows up, gong. There's, so what did you say? There's a gong sound that happens every time a Chinese person. Is Either that enters to signify or exits. that the person is Chinese? Because I can tell by looking at their very stereotypical costume and right. hair. Yeah, I don't know why it was necessary to put a gong in there. Oh, but I forgot to mention that a, a Chinese person witnessed Johnny and Hamp get abducted. And that turns out to be Hop Singh's number three cousin, who has reported to Hop Singh. Now, his cousins, seven in number, we've learned, are... Uh, they basically just kind of peeking around and hiding, and they see everything that happens in San Francisco, sure. and they report it back to Hop Singh. Sure. That seems to be what I guess the Chinese were known for at that time. I believe. Well, uh, so, and he said, he tells them it looks like they've been Shanghai'd. And so all three of the Cartwrights head into the, the Barbary Coast to find Johnny and Hamp, right? Mm. And that's when we learned cut rate Joe, uh, he's trying to sell, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, what is the end result of a Shanghai? They get shipped to Shanghai and they get shipped as a sailor. And it's yeah. such a long trip that by the end, you're kind of, you, you, you have that s- syndrome where you, your captor is oh. your best friend and you just go, oh, well, oh, well. Stockard Channing syndrome. Yeah, Stockard yeah. Channing yeah. syndrome. Yeah. I think the classic Shanghai is you wake up on a boat halfway to China and you're told if you want to eat, you got to swab the dick and then you don't get back to San Francisco for like a year and at that point you're a different man oh, you're a sailor not whatever you used to be yeah. that's a classic we have an extremely unnecessary scene where ben yells at a police officer who's making loud pencil scratch sounds the whole time <laughs> ben, ben's trying to find out where his ranch hands are the, the teeming street boy this episode had more extras in it than any episode we've ever seen i'm telling you something was up they were shooting on a, a film set or something that, peas and carrots yeah. peas and carrots <laughs> peas and carrots a lot and i'm sure you could if you really wanted to pay attention see like hey that's the same guy who just walked the other way with a different hat on yeah. <laughs> but who's got time for that uh now part way through the search hoss sees who, who you could only call san francisco hoss step out of a bar and that's Tor Johnson. And the two of them circle each other, 
and say, wow, you're just as gigantical as I am. Look at the size of us two ridiculous creatures. And they didn't have an ounce of acrimony in them. They just had appreciation and recognition for each other. Yeah. It was like a dog park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no dialogue whatsoever. Just circling each other and looking at each other. And uh, the search is going on for Johnny and Hamp and... and uh, Oh, Joe gets into a skirmish with a bartender who seems to have something to do with it. I don't know why. I guess there's only one bar in San Francisco, but everybody knows this is where they must, where they must have been. And uh, what happens first? My uh, husband has one of those too many questions hammers. Oh, <laughs> that's right. When Joe's asking too many questions about Johnny and Ham, the bartender pulls out a gigantic yeah, hammer. hammer. That boy, that shuts me up real quick. <laughs> I say, no, it's funny, but then it is scary a little sure. bit because you're f- afraid for physically, like afraid <laughs> of your body, of, for your yeah. for your life. Yes, even though it is your spouse, and it's a joke mostly, <laughs> and it's a joke mostly until it isn't. Until well, you don't know, and that's the that's the funny part. Roundabout, how many questions can you ask before the hammer comes well, out? Exactly two. Two questions. <laughs> it's the rule of three in our house, just uh-huh. like in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that about the Bible. But, oh, so yeah. is this when the fight happens? Yeah. So Haas and uh, and uh, Tor Johnson, who we learn is uh, his name is Busthead Brannigan, they are having a bare-fisted brawl for bets, and everybody's bet on it. And uh, and uh, Haas just punches him out in one punch. And then there's a whole thing where uh, Busthead Brannigan is saying, well, you're the new champ. You're the new champ. And I'm thinking to myself, here comes a whole plot line of this episode. Right. Poor Hoss is, is the new champion barefisted brawler of San Francisco. That's going to come up again and again. Everybody tries to challenge him. And that did not happen. I thought we was even maybe in for a spinoff series. Oh, my God. Hoss, champion barefisted brawler of San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, no, that didn't happen. I have to assume it was in a draft at some point. Yeah. And they cut that, but they had already booked Tor Johnson. So they did the fight. That's my guess. That's called a cul-de-sac plot line. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> there is no outlet. No room for Adam in this episode either. No, sir. God damn. Well, now, Ben says, all right, hey, I'm going to go into that bar, and I'm going to find out where Johnny and Hamp are by using a different tactic than you guys have, which is flattery, and uh, it just be- behaving like a totally different human being than Ben Cartwright has ever been before. <laughs> Absolutely. He is just chipper and chatty and complimentary and an absolute delight. It's how, it's a, it's the Christian way, it's sort of a, based a little bit on the Dale Carney how to win friends and influence people but th- my my training program for business professionals is how to get three questions where the answer is yes oh, oh how's okay how do you, you say do that? are uh, are you working here yes are you you, you you a professional at your job? Yes. Would you like $5? Yes. But that's three questions, so now out comes the hammer. I was just going to say. No, but that if they said three times yes, then you, they don't take out the hammer because they're smiling because they've said yes so many times. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. So now you can get to what it is you wanted to talk about because you got them smiling 
about three things. Three, three things. And they're used to saying yes, so it's just natural. There you yeah. go. And they just say, okay. That's the pattern, because the human brain loves a pattern. Right? Tell it to Daffy Duck. It gets them every time. Every damn yeah, time. Yeah, and then... and. Uh, Haas does it. He does the three question, yes, 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 while he's drowning a man, which is really thoughtful. You know, he's he's really knows his stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hawk, there's quite a bit of drowning in this episode. Well, all right. So basically, Ben now, he's he uh, they're having a happy conversation, but he does bring in there that he's looking for Johnny and Hamp. And that causes the bartender to get a fella who has two names, Alexander Pendleton and Shanghai Pete. And uh, that's Larry Tate. He comes out and he says, why don't you come with me to the end of the bar, you and me, and we can chat in more quiet. And have a drink of brandy squash. A brandy squash. Now, this took me, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, this is this took me by surprise. Me too. I did not know. I didn't think there was going to Old Ben Cartwright is standing over a trap door and the bartender pulls a lever and he just falls through the floor and splashes into a bunch of water. This is a saloon built over some water. And now he's in a whole bunch of water. That's it. Ben Cartwright's been shanghaied. <laughs> I'm having one of those put under our house as an anniversary gift. <laughs> oh, what a good idea. So it's a trap door. Yeah. And then it falls into, you think, a body of water? Yeah, well, I yeah, like maybe an underground pool but that might be too rich for our blood so i think i i, I just maybe just put put a, a load of laundry at the bottom <laughs> okay all right i'll tell you what you do get your husband on that trap door yeah. and just start asking all the questions he wants and then you want and then as soon as he pulls out that hammer before he can hit you let him fly turn the tails oh <laughs> that's genius but what if the hammer well okay i gotta think about that Okay. That's no, that's a great idea. And then, but then pretty soon he'll learn where the trap door is. That's the only issue. Mm. Uh, is that he might learn. Oh, right. Mm. A trap door kind of only works once on one person. Right. Right. But You're then gonna... it, gets, it becomes a sort of a fun party stunt. That's true. Yeah. yeah that's like uh, if you have one of them uh, cans of peanuts that's really got a snake in it. Yeah, you only want, you, you only fall for that What's one that time. What's that now? Oh, are you? Do you like peanuts? Do I love like peanuts. Oh, or you do? Well, I, I have some here. I'd love you to take peanuts? a look inside that can front front view. Yeah, bird's eye view. Oh yeah, sure. Thank take. you. Yeah, well, that's good. You're going to enjoy those peanuts. Jesus H. Christ. Sorry, that's a rattler in there, my friend. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I, I'm scared, and I'm still hungry for peanuts. Oh damn it! Well, I'm sorry. It's why a, don't fuck. Why don't you take a seat on this chair instead of the chair you're in? Okay, I will, yeah. but I don't see why. No, come on, take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What'd you have? Beans? Those twelve cans of beans? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Put her here. <laughs> oh my goodness. You oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, that's not as funny because it involves pain. Yeah. Unless you're from the East Coast and then things are funny that are painful. <laughs> and now I'm going to shoot you both in the foot. <laughs> what? Oh, damn it, son oh, of a bitch. Come on. Well, just kidding. I shot it to the side. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, those are, boy, those are fun. How about the uh, fly in the ice cube? That one, if you find that one, you know, 
cube. Hey, there's a fly in my damn ice cube. You ever see that? I, I've seen I used it to have one of those, and it just turned again. so yellow that right. when I put it in people's drinks, it wasn't the fly that bothered him. It was just the, what looked like a snot cube. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Carl, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and Carl will have put my hand in a bowl of warm water. Oh, my. Hoping that I'm going to pee the bed, <laughs> but I never have. Oh. But it's always, it's always a laugh. My oh. mom used to do that, but it was a bowl of warm piss. Oh, yeah. Put I your hand know. in a bowl of warm piss, and, and then what happens to you? Pee water. Start drooling. Oh, you drool. Yeah, hmm. that's. Uh, I've never, I've never been on either side of that prank. <laughs> do it to me sometime. Okay, I want to see well. if it works for me. It sounds right. like it doesn't work for Amy Sleverson. Don't be as surprised sometimes if you fall asleep too, and uh, you feel a little tickle on your head, and you go to itch it, and then your face covered with shaving cream. <laughs> Hot dog! I like that. That's funny. I would if that happened to me, I'd get up and shave. Do you ever have mystic smoke? Oh uh, no! What's mystic smoke? That was another one of them things. No, it was probably the. It, it just goo you'd put on your fingers and you'd you'd pinch your fingers back and forth together and the goo would flit up in the air in little streams and it looked like smoke was coming off your You're fingers. You're kidding me. Only it never looked like smoke. It just looked like goo. Doesn't I, doesn't sound at all familiar to me. My husband, I served him a whole bottle of creme de menthe and he passed out and so I drew Jesus all over his face and he, the whole next day people were looking at him and he had no idea. <laughs> The whole he never caught sight of his own face the whole day, huh? No, he just right. he's not like that. He right. doesn't like to look in the mirror. And so, boy, people were like, "Carl, what?" And you know, everyone's so nice where we live, so nobody said anything. You know, in case it was something a decision he'd made. Yeah, himself. you don't want to say anything. Oh, those are nice people. So now Ben has been reunited with Johnny and Hamp there in the whatever place they're keeping the Shanghai Cowboys, and but they get they end up getting uh, sold to Captain Shark. Uh, but Captain Shark doesn't want Ben because Ben is sober. And Captain Shark ha- lives by a code that uh, he will only take a drunken man to work on his ship because they they deserve to be abducted by, by their wickedness. And so he doesn't want ha- Ben. So Ben's alone in there, and that's when uh, uh, Kathleen comes in, and she is an elderly Irish woman. <laughs> In the body of a young, beautiful woman from New Jersey. And he literally says to her, what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? And then he offers her $500 to help him escape from bondage. And she she says she's going to take it. But you can tell from how she says it that she's lying. He's lying. And he he's so innocent. Yeah. He's, he's th- an innocent babe. Yeah. Just being... Well, he's literally... I mean, he's a baby. He is a he's baby. A little baby. He has no idea he's being woods. lied to. He's in the big city. The, the, the Ponderosa ways they don't take here. I guess that's right. That's probably right. He believed a woman who was cle- showing a lot of cleavage. <laughs> she was. That's a sign of untrustworthiness. Well, so now Hoss is going to get serious, and he he decides he's going to tear this whole damn town apart. He goes into the same saloon. Now you've had Joe forthrightly asking questions, getting scared off by a hammer. You've had Ben sweet-talking the bartender and ended up down a hatch. And now you've got Hoss, who comes in there, fists flying. He threatens to tear out the bartender's geezel pipe. With- <laughs> 
That's what he says. I'm going to tear. I'm going to twist out your geasel pipe. I think it's a part of a locomotive. Maybe I never heard it before. But anyway, he's oh, he says, uh, you're going to if you don't blah, 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 you're going to wake up with somebody tapping you in the face with a spade, which yeah. I think means killing. You'll be in a grave. You'll be in a grave. Yeah. OK, so uh, and that's when once again, it happens again. Old Alexander Pendleton shows up and he says, Hoss, why don't you talk to me at the end? He calls him Laddie Buck. He says, Laddie Buck, why don't you come talk to me at the end of the bar where it's nice and private? And wouldn't you know, Hoss falls for the trap door too. Man, oh man. Don't accept free drinks. Nope. Never stand at the end of the bar. Don't stand at the end of the bar. So now he's in this water and a fella comes along and offers to give him a hand out of the water. But Hoss pulls him into the water, and now Hoss can stand in this water, but this fella can't swim. And somehow he never finds the ground. Right. And Hoss is sort of waterboarding him, basically, to get the information he wants about where his paw is, for crying out loud. Okay. And then uh, then what happened? Kathleen and Ben together, uh, she leads him. She helps him escape and leads him straight to, to uh, cut-rate Joe. And that's when we learn she also goes by Quick Buck Katie. So Laddie Buck and Quick Buck. Laddie Buck, Quick Buck, cut-rate, and Shanghai Pete. And <laughs> that's when, uh, what happened? Oh, he gets sold for $75. Ben gets sold. 75 To cut-rate Joe for $75. Hoss comes in. Joe and Hop Sing happen upon the scene by way of a smashed down wall. Uh, Joe threatens to uh, uh, twist off Kathleen's arm <laughs> at some point. Right. She doesn't reveal where their father is or Hamp and Johnny. And that that is actually a, a, a situation we treat is people who have, there's any sort of desire that comes up when you are threatened violently and then you, they kiss the oppressor. That's, that's something we treat. We don't know the name for it yet. That's right. He's twisting her arm behind her back like he's going to snap it right off. And then, and then he gives her a kiss and she's got a, a moment of don't do it. And then a moment of she just melts because it's little Joe giving her a kiss. How, of course, she just moans in pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Just being, anyone gets kissed by a hairless porpoise like that. You're immediately going to go with it. (laughs) His torso glimmers. Even if she tried to get out of it, her hands slip right off him. Yep, that's true. So now what's happened is that Ben, because I guess the way Shanghaian worked is that they... (sighs) You could you had to you had to be dressed as a cat burglar to be purchased by the ship's captain because cat burglars and sailors dress the same with black long sleeve shirt and a wool cap of some kind dark wool cap and so now he's dressed like that and uh, and so Captain Shark but Captain Shark still says but he's sober I won't take him but then they just pour a bunch of liquor over his head and Captain Shark says, oh, he smells of liquor. I'll take him. I don't understand that man's more. Well, I didn't know what was a sailor until I heard the Popeye theme playing. And I guess it's like the gong for the Chinese. They've got to tell you what everybody is through the music. I guess that's right. They play that Okay. Well, now, what do we got? Hoss finds out what's going on. It all culminates on a boat that is docked down there Barbary Coast. We got Johnny, Hamp, and Ben are all like they're on the boat ready to leave. And they don't say where what they're bringing to China. That's true. 
We don't know what the cargo is. Nobody seems in a real hurry to get Maybe going. Maybe it's iron ore. Oh. Could be. Would that be? Could be the entire rich. population of Grand Moray. Moray, yes. We don't know. But because of the surveillance of these various cousins, Hoss and Little Joe and Hopsing find out where the uh, the boat is and what's going on, and they ride to the rescue, and we literally they play the the cavalry coming in, and they storm onto the boat, and boy, do we have the one of the best brawls ever in the history of this show, to the point where Joe literally swashbuckles like an Errol Flynn on a rope. Right. Absolutely. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Now something that happens three times in this brawl, and each time it's it's played like a funny joke, and they all laugh about it, is that an unconscious man is dumped into the water, where I suppose they will drown to death. Yeah, I think so. He will die. And ain't that funny? <laughs> each time. Well, it it's because there's three. Oh, times right. is three in the Bible. There's three instances of sex trafficking of young girls, and that's what makes it. <laughs> that funny. is funny. It's Hagar, Ash, Abishag, and Esther. And I have a line of tote bags um, that you know just it has quotes from when they were. You know, Hagar was raped by Abraham, and then Abishag. <laughs> Was raped by King David for years. Oh. And then Esther, she wasn't so much raped as sort of taken out of the crowd. And then the king said, oh, I'm I'm, I'm going to kill all the Jews. And then she she got up the nerve <laughs> after a couple of weeks to say, uh, I'm Jewish. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, if you want me to still stick around. And I guess he did because... And you know, but the, but yeah, it's a rule of three that if it's if it's any three of anything, it's okay. So the first time, first rape there, you think, oh boy, I don't like that. That's dark. Second one, you're like, I'm concerned about this. this where this well, book is going. Yeah, the third it's time, worse. it's the will of God. Yeah, <laughs> and and, and you're just you're just there to um to sleep with the guy to have the next generation of Israelites. So the first time in this episode when they they take a fully unconscious man who's been beaten unconscious and dump him over the side of the boat into the San Francisco Bay and then sort of high-five and laugh at each other, you think, I don't know, guys. And then the second time they do it to Captain Shark, he falls into the water, and they just disappear. They go into the water, and then that's it. They're gone. And, And you think, boy, I don't know. But then the third time, which was completely unnecessary, if, as a matter of fact, it's unnecessary every time because the people are unconscious. But this time they're done. They're leaving. They're walking away. And as an afterthought, a bug just flew in my mouth. <laughs> goddamn. Still in there. Son of a bitch. All right. Who am I, Marlon goddamn Brando? <laughs> they're leaving the boat. And there's an unconscious man slumped over the side. And they go, hey, guys, just for fun, should we do one more? And they dump him in, and then Hopsing gives him a comical wave. Goodbye. And and now that time is when you go, okay, let's hear funny. <laughs> What's the secret of drowning? <laughs> timing. 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 Time, ta, 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 timing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was like a Batman uh, fight sequence, partly because so many people was dressed in black turtlenecks. Goon and, costumes. Yeah. yeah. 
And then they thought they'd be safe and someone would grab them from behind and pull them back and lots of turns. Yeah. Yeah. Heel turns. It was good fun. Well, and the the same thing with the, the... Human trafficking of young girls. It's funny as long as they're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> right. It becomes tragic when they're be- the best. That yeah. I oh, saw, I knew no. When they're not not good looking, then it's just sad. It's a little bit of the laughter off. You just think, oh no, there's they're they're not they're not having a good time and they're unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's right. too much. Too much bad stuff going on. But I, I, I do have tote bags. Oh, wait a say minute. Where Hagar, Abishag, and Esther, and it says, um, <laughs> it "says we did it for God." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's 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 an inside joke. Yeah, for well, Christians. I was gonna say the best thing about that tote bag. That's a classic conversation piece because yep. somebody reads that and says. What does your bag mean? Yeah. And then yeah, you and get then to you tell just, them. You get into it. <laughs> you get us in that. And then by the time you're done, you've made a friend. I you reckon. have. Or an made enemy. a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you've taught them about the, the job of bed companion, which is very common in the Bible. Mm. If you're a daughter of someone. How so? Your, your father needs a bed companion sometimes. Oh. Sometimes he needs someone to warm his feet. Oh, I quote, see. unquote, feet, penis. <laughs> feet oh, penis. no. <laughs> I'm confused. It all feet makes penis. sense if you have faith. Okay. This is the first time hearing of feet penises myself, but I will, I'll look into it. Because one si- plural and one singular, feet oh, penis. Oh, feet penis. Do they share a penis, <laughs> the feet? I'm trying to parse this. Does foot penis, foot penis makes sense. Feet penis Hmm. I'll get back to you, even feet. though I don't know what I need well, to do. Th- that's where it's conf- it confuses you. So you think, oh, he can't, they can't be t- possibly talking about him um, raping his his three daughters. And then it's like, oh, because it's a reference to his feet. But then you find out later that fe- feet meant private parts. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. That clears it up. Well, all right. Hey, the great thing is this episode ends one of one hop sings. Many cousins, I believe it's cousin number seven. Uh, well, cousin number seven brings in a bolt of silk for Johnny, which is something he wanted at the beginning of the episode. And cousin number one is a chef and brings in a big meal, of lobster and oysters, just yeah. like they wanted at the beginning. Right Everything turns out fine. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I didn't mention uh, James Hong in this episode. He plays number three cousin in in an episode in season two. He plays Hop Sing's number one cousin, so he gets a promotion by two like cousin that? slots. I'm worried about the cousin, two cousins ahead of him. Yeah, sure, me too. Oh, no. <laughs> well, anyway, that there is an episode, boy, after this, can you believe that this is terrible? Didn't you notice that they all have a left black eye at the end of the episode? Oh, Everyone yeah. Everyone in the scene has a black eye on the left. That's right. their face. They're going to have to put their steak dinners on their faces. That's what they do. Well, yeah. I, yeah and so I, I, it made me think of my new reality show pitch, yeah. which is it's it's I'm going to be a pimple popper. So I'll be. But it's it's <laughs> Dr. Amy's pimple poppers, a thousand pound 
90 day fiance. So to qualify the show, you have to be over a thousand pounds. Okay. Uh, have a skin condition and then be in love. <laughs> So, all right, the contest is it a competition show? Yeah, so it's of contestants. Of course, it is. So they're a thousand pounds. They have they have uh, they get pimples on their faces or anywhere or anywhere. anywhere. And uh, what? Because part of getting um a, a pimple extracted from around your eyes, which is the Bermuda Triangle, oh. is you'll get a black eye if you get anything extracted around your eye. So just <laughs> FYI, <laughs> wait, yeah. So it's it's like those guys were all on my show. Well, a thousand pound person's gonna have more surface area and more likelihood to have pimples. So this this makes good sense. It it does. And then that they're in love makes it all the better because they're more sensitive to touch. Oh this sounds good. The uh, best part about it is just watching all them pimples get popped. I think people are gonna oh, love that. Are you guys Papaholics? Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> sure are. I don't know. I, I got to think of new names for it because there's already a show. And so I, I'd have to call, you know, like um, Amy's non-medical professional squeezes your face show. But it doesn't sound as good. What's the show that currently exists? It's Dr. Pimple Popper. I did not and know then, there was a show called. And then there's another show called My Thousand Pound Life. And then there's another show called 90 Day, Day Fiance. But I'd if you put them all together, two. that's what you really want to see is that a thousand pound person going overseas to get their pimples popped. What is Dr. Pimple Popper? I guess- he pops out pimples on screen. It's on the Learning Channel. Really? Really find out about dermatological conditions that have gone way too far because no one has health care. <laughs> the, the lesson to be learned from every Learning Channel show that I don't want to watch anything on the Learning <laughs> Channel. What? <laughs> Is that what they're trying to teach me? You also discover what a lipoma is, which is a fat. It's not a cyst, but it's fat in a sack that just starts growing too much on the on your back usually. It's usually somewhere where you've been hit, have a traumatic event, and it grows in a sack, and <laughs> you it gets removed, and you can do it's 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 local anesthesia. You can watch them grab the the nuggets out of your body with a mirror. <laughs> so it's not a cyst. It's fat in a sack. It's a okay. It's a fatty tumor, fat in a sack. Is it too late to change the show from bananas to Doctor Pimple Popper? I cover every episode. I mean, this sounds pleasant <sighs> as hell. I'll tell you what. Let's uh -huh. table that until we get done with season one of Bonanza. Okay. And then, I don't know. It seems crazy, but I'm interested. I got to see Dr. Pimple Popper. Well, there's another show that I've been considering. It's Sebaceous Cyst Hoarders, <laughs> where it's when you can't walk through your own home because you got so much stuff, but if you bump anything, your cyst is going to blow. <laughs> oh, man. So it's, it's a because I get it because I've, I've seen that show Hoarders and after a while, it's like, okay, I see the, the yeah, I see the stakes of this situation. You got a messy house. Maybe it's unhygienic. You're going to get sick. If you can't have people over, I've got it. After one episode, I've got it. But this person, they can't walk through their they cramped have, house. They have something on their neck oh. that has been growing for a while. And oh, no, a Disney princess falls from a great height. <laughs> 
I, I'm, I have 1,600 sebaceous excess over the whole surface of my body. And wouldn't you know it, I love hoarding knitting needles and letter openers and, uh, and, and magnets on the wall so they just stick out. I can't go pop, is pop. This, is this your audition team? Yeah. Right. I, it sounds fantastic. And, of course, if you're a hoarder, I guess this happens. If you're a hoarder and you get one sebaceous cyst, you're going to think to yourself, it'd be great to have more. Yeah, you're hoarding the cysts. You start hoarding the cysts themselves. Well, and also, I just want to say, the most important thing about this is that there is virtually no health care provided on the show. Right. We, is, you are not paid. You sign a waiver. It's pure exploitation. And it's a pure exploitation. It's, but it also all of the money earned by the franchise will go to Christian causes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That makes me feel so much better about watching all those cysts pop. And yeah. people suffering lives. <laughs> yeah. What are you supposed to do when a sebaceous cyst pops? Just uh, I, I've had two sebaceous cysts before. Okay. And I had to have them drained. Oh, okay. I had one inside my lip. So, but on this show, it's not going to happen. They're just going to... No, it pops it by pops. accident sometimes. Well, and the camera gonna, gets a good look at it. The camera it. gets a good look at it, and then it's off to the hospital that oh, they're paying for. They're paying for it. Okay, oh, good. God. Good. I love it. I, I'll watch that, and to get re ready for it, I'm going to watch Dr. Pill Popper, P P Pimple Popper tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pill Popper is every other doctor. Well, all right. There is only 403 episodes left of Bonanza. Oh, man. After this one, I'm How sorry. How many episodes of Dr. Pimple Pepper are left? Oh, there are so many. Really? There's so many videos, but I haven't made my first pilot episode, so don't watch that until you've watched my show. Okay. Oh, all right. Because That's fine. I want it might also be, I might mix it up a little differently, like um, have it be blind date, in, intersex, uh, uh, eczema. Oh, I see. If you need a fix show. till her show comes out, just Google jacuzzi water births. Jacuzzi water births. Uh -huh. Sounds like something you've been checking out. <laughs> I came home to it one time on the television, let me tell you that much. Are the, Let me just ask this. Are the jets an asset or a liability? <laughs> Depends on whether you like a swirling baby. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, folks, you've got more than enough things to check out. Uh, and so you do all that, and we shall see you next time. Any other business? Hey, anybody got anything to plug? No. No. Who cares? No, no. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Bye. Bananas for Bonanza is brought to you by Andy Daly with Maria Bamford and Matt Gordon. Theme song by Matt Gorley with The Journeyman, which in this case are Mark McConville, Daniel Michikoff, and Wade Ryan. Bananas for Bonanza is mixed and edited by Brett Morris and executive produced by Andy Daly, Matt Gorley, Brett Morris, and little Scott Ackerman. We'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.